try, try, and try again. We've all heard this like one billion times, whether it's sports, school, relationships. But sometimes, is it really trying if it's attached to survival? Like if I'm just trying to survive, am I really try, try, trying again? Am I just like trying to live? Are you trying or are you trying not to die? I come from a place where I hated everyone and everything about where I was from. I needed to find culture like what I was seeing through the, the lens of MTV, Thrasher Magazine, and Spin. I wasn't going to make it. I knew I couldn't last much longer if I didn't find a tribe, if I didn't feel like I belonged. Before Dale, there was Dana. Remember how I told you about Dell Pierce came into my neighborhood? I saw him doing a street plant and that changed my world. Well, one of those moments had happened actually about a year or two beforehand. This guy's name was Dana. He was my first man crush. Dana was riding his bike down our street in our very suburban, experimental track neighborhood, mostly low income. But he was riding his bike down our street. He had a mohawk. Never seen that before. He was wearing jeans that had rips in them from the pockets all the way down to his shins. And he was wearing checkerboard slip-ons, royal blue and red. That's right. Two different pair. He was on a bike called a Diamondback. And how I imagined it is he was riding down the street with girls just kind of flirting with them. And he was kind of smiling back. And in my imagination... My stepmom was on my left as this was coming up the street on my right. And she said, no, you won't have your hair cut like that. You won't wear those pants. You won't wear two different types of shoes. That's how I imagined it. And I looked into what a Diamondback was. I looked into what a BMX bike cost. And BMX was way, way too expensive for this kid. Understanding that I couldn't have a BMX and immediately seeing the Diamondback made me resent my bike. It made me embarrassed of my bike. I used to try to hide my bike. We'd go to the trails when the older kids weren't there. This was my first time of figuring out that you can't afford a Land Rover. Circus Magazine catered to the metal lifestyle. Guys with long hair. They wore leather. They were drinkers and smokers and drug doers. All things that you can't have when you're in middle school. It was like looking into a fantasy, but knowing you couldn't get to the other side. Just like when I would look at the old wrestling magazines. Like, I love these guys, but I could never become a wrestler. I couldn't get my ear pierced. And I didn't know that wrestlers bleached their hair. I thought, well, to be a wrestler, you have to have white hair. And my hair strawberry blonde. I'm far from having white hair. But when I saw Thrasher, I saw myself. You could wear shorts. You could have short hair. You could be cool with the t-shirt on. And the big thing I saw was a pro skateboard cost $55, not 400 like the BMX bike. And I'm talking about $1986. I was lucky enough to interview Paul Gaudio. He is the world brand leader of Adidas, Adidas, as he would say. He explained to me why soccer is the world sport. Because anywhere where there's a couple of kids and a ball and a little lot of land, they can play it. 
And when he was explaining that to me in the Adidas World Headquarters in Portland, it made me realize skateboarding is the world sport for one. Very, very low cost to get into the sport. You don't need friends. You don't need anyone. All you need is a small piece of concrete. Just ask Rodney Mullen. Looking at Thrasher, I learned every logo in it. I learned every brand. It was like learning how to speak a different language. And one of those logos, it came into our world. And we followed it right back to the Zodiac Club, where Pantera's crowd had just scared me. Listen to yesterday's episode, where you can hear how my rock and roll fantasies were a rock and roll failure. But when we followed this logo, this pair of boots, to see a band from New York City called Agnostic Front, this time around, I wasn't any cooler. I remember exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing light, skin-tight blue pants. They weren't jeans. They were designed to look like jeans. So I guess I was wearing jeggings to my first punk show. Had big, puffy, white Converse high tops on, because Converse, a whole lot cheaper than Nikes, and I had no idea how to talk my mom and dad into letting me wear Vans. I had a striped shirt on from The Gap was my complete pride that I had worked hard and bought a shirt from The Gap. That was a sense of accomplishment. And I was wearing a bulky, weird-colored, uncool blue London Fog jacket. And then, it pains me to admit this, but I had on a fucking bucket hat. Jesus, why was I wearing a bucket hat? But I explain all this to you because one, I can remember it, which is insane, but two, I was far from being cool, but it didn't matter because when I walked into the door, the last time we stepped into the Zodiac Club for Pantera, everything was bright like the sun. I remember being yellow and orange and scary, but this time it was dark. It was cool. It was blue. The crowd was a mixture of metalheads for the opening band, Human Remains, and there were a lot of punks there to see Agnostic Front, the logo, the combat boots that had drug us through the front door because we recognized it from skateboarding and from Thrasher Magazine and from being a part of our culture. But in the middle, there were kids there my age. There were skateboarders there, young kids that looked like me. It was all there right in front of me. My wake-up call is that I tried again. I went to a place that scared me, but the second time around, I won. Because it was the first time I ever realized I wasn't alone. There were more out there just like me. I was willing to put in the time. I wanted to work hard to become a part of the scene. I wanted to work hard to learn how to become these people's friends because I found finally where I belonged. My wake up call was that I belonged and I wasn't alone. I'll see you here tomorrow, but until then, be thankful that you belong to someone or somewhere. (laughs) I hate doing this, but it's a part of being in business. If you want to show the world that you belong to Adventures in Design, to the AID network that you enjoy Wake Up Call, head over to AID.network slash store, buy our new AID network pen made from our partners over at PenGameStrong.com, put it on your blouse, put it on your bag, and show the world, just like those combat boots that took me to the Zodiac Club for the second time, Show the world that you're a member and a supporter of Adventures in Design and the Wake Up Call. Thank you. Oh, it feels so dirty.